And this morning, we're doing the final series of Make Room for Honour. Make room for, from blessing to honour, sorry, from blessing to honour. So if you're new this morning, we're finishing this series. And if you missed any of the earlier messages, you can just go to our website and the top tab is Church Online. And then you can go down to Watch On Demand and you'll just be able to pick out the Sundays that you'd like to see the dates of what's happening and so you won't be able to miss out. But we do have something new that's happening today and it's just been set up. If you do have our Life You See app, which we encourage everybody to get, uh, you'll see right down at the very bottom of the screen is the little icons and there's one that'll have sermon notes and so uh, if you at all need these scriptures that I'm referring to or any of the points when any of the speaker is referring to you will see them all there so that's just to help you each week which will be great so this week I want to share on make room for honor and this also ties in with our church's theme for the year which is make room And it's supported by these words in the Bible from Matthew 6, verse 33. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. Then all these important things will be given to you abundantly. So the first point I want to make this morning is that honour is a choice. Honour isn't something that just sounds nice. It's a choice to make. And sometimes it's a darn hard choice. I'd love to say that I've nailed how to honour, but boy, oh boy, there are times when I would just rather not honour and it's the last thing that's on my mind. Maybe it's just me, all of you have got it nailed, but for me, I'm a work in progress, so just keep praying for me. Oh, it's so easy to honour someone when you like them or you admire them. Oh, that's just so easy. But when someone does something or they say something that you don't, or they say something that you don't stand for and you don't like it, you're not happy with it, and that's when it becomes hard. But honour, like generosity, is something we give. Not, Not necessarily because the person deserves it. Quite often people don't deserve it probably. But it's about making it part of who we are. Whether people honour you or they don't, that's not part of the equation. You choose to give honour regardless. If we want to be vessels of honour, humility is the key. In Proverbs 18, verse 12, it says, Before a man's downfall, his mind, his heart is arrogant, but but humility precedes honour. And in Philippians 2, verses 3 to 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Years ago, before I was married, I worked for the Canadian consulate in Sydney. And sometimes I knew my boss, he'd been out in the morning uh, uh, seeing different people and that. And I knew that he, because I was his secretary, I knew that he had an appointment when he came in. But I would go into his office and it was an absolute mess. 
And so because I knew he was coming, it wasn't part of my profile, it wasn't part of actually my job that I had to do, but I would just go in and neatly tidy things up and make it just look so, so it created a good impression for my boss when he came in. I wanted to honor him doing that. Another thing was I didn't have to make cups of tea for when, when they came in. Again, it wasn't part of my role, but I would go in because I wanted to honor the guest and I wanted to honor my boss. And so I just always say, you know, excuse me, would you like a cup of coffee, some water or a tea? And then other times the admin, I don't know why they did it, but they come in and this is back in the day when you got your uh, salary by paycheck and they put his paycheck on the desk. And when I walked in, I could, I could recognize that it must've been a check of, of something. So uh, I just always used to go and before I looked at it, I would just turn it upside down and put it in the drawer. And I just always tell him when he came back, there was a check on your desk. I'm assuming it's your salary. I didn't look at it for privacy's sake. And he just so appreciated, I knew, I know that I would go to that, but those efforts, but I didn't have to. And it wasn't like, oh, aren't you great, Linda? But it's just, I wanted to give honor. I wanted to serve honor. I wanted to, to, to just honor him and honor what he was doing. So it, it did the best impression we could for what we're doing. And the great thing about honor is you, you hold all the power. No one forces you to honor. No one makes you do it. You hold all the power. And I think that's great. It is your choice. And when you have an, a hard attitude to honor someone, you are allowing God's heart to flow through you, placing value on others. I'll say that again. When you have a hard attitude to honor somebody, you are allowing God's heart to flow through you, to place value on others. And don't, don't people these days need value placed on them? I think they do. And I don't know about you, but I want to be honoring who and what God values. I want to be doing that. Do you intentionally make room for honor in your day-to-day -day lifestyle? The second point is honor carries a reward. The reality is that Honor carries a reward not only for the one receiving it, but for the one giving it. Honor has the power to greatly enhance and reward your life. The Hebrew term for reward, which we heard a couple of weeks ago, it's related to the term meaning heal. And it refers to a reward that follows on the heels of. So when you honor someone, reward is hot on your heels. I think that's a great idea if you could picture that. Second John verse eight says, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. God loves to reward us. God loves to reward us. The most simple way not to lose what we've labored for is to develop patterns of consistently honoring God's counsel. We need to catch God's heart because we will get a glimpse of the wisdom behind His directives. And we won't see them just as laws. We will see them as godly wisdom and counsel and the way to do life well. Psalm 19 verses nine to 11 says, the ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In keeping them, there is great reward. Psalm 57 verse 2 says, I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. And as, you, as we go through the Bible, you will see that from the stories told that there is a full reward, there's a partial reward 
and there's no reward. So let's take a look at these rewards. First one is no reward. In Luke 5, verses 17 to 21, we read about Jesus with teaching uh, with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law sitting by, and they'd all come from different towns of Galilee, Judea, Judea and Jerusalem. And while there were people there who needed healing, no one was getting healed. And before you know it, there's these men who bring a man who was paralyzed and they lower him through the roof down on a mat. And we pick up in Luke 5, verses 20 to 21. It says, when Jesus saw the faith of the men who brought him, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 21, and the scribes and Pharisees began to reason saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 25 tells us that Jesus only healed the man that was lowered on the mat. Verse 26 tells us that they were all amazed, but the rest of them weren't healed. They received no reward because they dishonoured Jesus merely by their way of not just a random once often, by their continual unvoiced thoughts, reasonings in their hearts. These teachers have been watching Jesus and they're like, who does he think he is? Proverbs 27, sorry, Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Honour can be displayed in actions and words, can all be great lip service, but all true honour originates in the heart. True honour is an overflow of a heart and from a heart that reverences God. Do you intentionally make room for honour in your day-to-day lifestyle. Well, we've looked at no reward. Now let's look at partial reward. The people of Nazareth were anxiously anticipating the promised manifestation of the Messiah. And they were aware it was the season that he was to appear. So once the Messiah, Jesus, was revealed in their midst, we find a puzzling reaction. In Mark 6, verses 1 to 6, we pick up. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, synagogue, sorry, and many who heard him, they were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles that he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour, except in his own town, among his relatives and in his home. He could do no miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. So it wasn't he wouldn't do any mighty miracles there, he wouldn't do any works, but he couldn't do any. He wasn't withholding them, but rather something was restraining him. Well, what's the problem here? The first thing is they dishonoured Jesus. They had formed a mental image of how their Messiah would come from their understanding, and they had a wrong and unreal expectation. They also dishonoured God. They didn't value the spiritual gifts that God had placed in Jesus to enrich their lives. 
And even if Jesus was a complete fruit loop, they could have at least honoured the gifts that he was bringing. We need to be careful. We don't judge the vessel God chooses to deliver his blessing to us. Otherwise, we might just miss out altogether. And they dishonoured Jesus. They treated Jesus as common local. They were familiar with him. How often do we get familiar sometimes with people that we should be honouring and showing respect to? They were familiar with him and therefore received a very small partial reward. Just a few of the sick were healed. The people of Nazareth withheld honour and received a small or partial reward. Do you intentionally make room for honour day to day in your lifestyle? But the last one is a full reward. In Matthew 6, verses 8 to 10, sorry, Matthew, sorry, Matthew 8, verses 5 to 10, Matthew 8, 5 to 10, we read about the Roman centurion who comes to Jesus pleading with him to heal his paralyzed servant who was dreadfully tormented. And Jesus is more than happy to come and pray for the servant, but the Roman soldiers, they tell him that he doesn't need to. And in verse 8, in Matthew 8, it says, but only speak a word. This is what the Roman centurion said, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. You see, the centurion understood and knew the power of honour and submission. He had respect and obedience of his soldiers because he was honouring his commanding officer and submitting to his authority. He recognised the authority of God on Jesus because Jesus honoured his father and he was in submission to him. Therefore, this officer knew that Jesus exercised authority in the unseen spiritual realm, just as he did in his own military realm. And that is why he understood that all was necessary was for a simple command from Jesus and the infirmity would have to obey. Matthew 8 verse 10 says, When Jesus heard it, he marveled and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This man received his full reward because he rendered honour and understood authority. His regard for authority revealed a foundation of respect in his heart. So the root of his motivation was honour. God's desire is to reward you and his benefits are here and now for everyone. Proverbs 10 verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs 28 verse 20 says, The trustworthy will get a rich reward. It's a full reward. Do you intentionally make room for honour in your day-to-day lifestyle? But there's another reward, the seed reward. John Bevere, a great pastor, a speaker and an author, tells a story of when he got on a flight. He was on a plane and he was upgraded to first class. I don't know how many of you have got upgraded to first class. Best I've done is business class and whoa, I loved it. So he was upgraded to first class and he sat next to this well-dressed businessman who he could tell, uh, who um, engaging in conversation, uh, owned the second largest uh, taxi company in that city. And the two men talked about how he ran his company and that in the course of conversation, the other businessmen asked John what he did. And he says, I work for God as a minister of the gospel. Well, then 
the businessman just turned sour. He turned grunt and he grunted and he turned away. And John was amazed. But he just gently pursued in conversation to just unlock, well, why, why did he react like that? And the businessman shared that he had a, an employee who was a Christian, a lady, and she spent hours just preaching to the employees about how they had to get saved. And so not only was she not productive, but she affected the whole productiveness of his team. When she finally left the company, she had taken a lot of things with her, plus left a $8,000 telephone bill because she used to phone her son in another city. This woman had dishonoured her, this employee and brought disrepute to God and her employer. Now the seed of what she had sown totally closed the door for anyone else to have an opportunity that even came in there or in future employment to ever talk about God and how good God is and how much He loves us and He loves you because of what she had done. Are there doors and opportunity that you have shut by dishonouring in your behaviour. Perhaps you have also shut the door for those who are following after you. Imagine if she had excelled in her behaviour, honoured her employer and was known and trusted by all the employees. Whenever another Christian came along, how much more receptive people would be to just hearing the ways of God without preaching at them, just hearing the ways of God by acting them out, by being an example because of the seed that had been planted by this woman before her. What a difference it would have made. What openings are you setting up for others to share Christ by the way you honour the others, the leaders and employers? Proverbs 18 verse 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. We need to be sowing the gift of honour, the seed of honour. You can be sowing seed and the reward is not only for yourself, but knowing you have set up an opportunity for many, many others to follow you in the future. Every time you honour, you are sowing seed for the future. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 6 to 9 says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters it's anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Can I encourage you today, make room for honour in your day-to-day lifestyle. Someone's eternity might just be counting, might just be counting on you. Someone's eternity might be counting on you. You know, there's others who who don't honour, sorry. You know, you don't honour others just when they deserve it. It has nothing to do with them, but everything to do with you. Honour locates you. It says more about you than the person you are honouring and and the person that receives it. When you start to outwork the principles of honour in your life, you are going to see a full reward in so many areas that you never imagined. Honour is a very powerful thing. 
God's blessing and favour is going to be all over you. And what's more, those who don't know Jesus are going to be attracted to you by God's unmistakable goodness in your life. You know, God values you so much that even when you didn't deserve it, He didn't want you to be out of relationship with Him. And sin separates you from God. Sin doing, leaving God out of the picture, doing your own thing. And it separates you from God and the great rewards He has always had planned for you. And the only way to bring you close again was to honour you by giving up His only Son, Jesus, to be a sacrifice once and for all and pay the price for your sins, for the sins of mankind, past, present and future, and release total forgiveness to you. The full reward for him was to be able to be back in relationship with mankind, not just now, but for eternity. And the good news is that God also honoured his son Jesus for his selfless choice by raising him from the dead on the third day so we can have a relationship with a living Saviour. 